This is the Bushwick Variety Show, and I'm Alex Stevens III. Greetings, neighbors, friends, citizens of the world, and conscious beings of all various types. Thank you so much for listening to the Bushwick Variety Show. This episode features Carly Valancey, and we talk about Valence & Co., which I thought was Valence & Co., but Valence um, has to do with when two forces come together uh, and they're more powerful together. Something like that. She's going to explain it. It's science. Um, I, I enjoy science and believe in science, but I'm not going to pretend like I have the definition in front of me right now because I don't. I'm just talking to you live and direct from Bushwick, Brooklyn. Um, so basically, yeah, so that's the name of the company that she started, and she built it off of something that uh, I met her through, which is called the Reach Out Party. So the Reach Out Party is based off of this book called Reach Out by Molly Beck, and it talks about how you can build a network. So if you move to a new city, um, how you can meet people, and not thinking about networking in kind of a gross, what do I get out of people way, but kind of more community building way. What can you contribute? Uh, what can you offer to to build with somebody else? And the idea behind the reach out is that you try to do this every day, five days a week. So take the weekends off, reach out to somebody new. And so she kicks off these things um, every couple of months called the reach out party. The next one um, is going to start on my birthday, which is August 23rd, if you want to uh, write that down. Give me a shout out, August 23rd. Um, and also sign up for the next reach out party, which kicks off on my birthday, which is August 23rd. So what happens is for 27 days, that's those five days a week, um, you are going to meet with Carly and a group of other people, and you're going to reach out, and you're going to keep track of these reach outs. Now, I met her at kind of when she was celebrating her 100th reach out, and that was sometime in the fall. And I started the practice a little bit myself back then. And the thing is that you track every reach out that you do in a spreadsheet. And so I had I had a spreadsheet that I was doing back then, and I was trying to do it every day, and I was more consistent in the beginning and then fell off, but it was something I still came back to. And I've made a lot of friends. I've made professional relationships. And I was looking back on it. Um, I even connected with my sponsor back then. Um, if you're just joining, uh, I decided in January to stop drinking. And yeah. And so actually it was in January. It was somebody I kind of knew. And uh, yeah, I reached out to him and... He was actually featured on the podcast, and yeah, and he became my sponsor. It was kind of a logical choice for me, um, and that's been a really productive thing. I'm still not drinking, and I don't think I'm going to again. At least that's the plan. I have too much to do, so I can't afford to. to that's just one thing on my not-to-do list. So this conversation is with Carly Valancey. She is an actor, singer. We actually had a conversation in person back in the fall of 2019. And uh, at that point, she was kind of in the first iteration of what she's doing right now. So it kind of came to fruition when during the interim. So, so yeah, so this is the follow-up conversation uh, I think she's going to do a much better job explaining what she's been up to than me. So without further ado, this is Carly Valancey, Valence and Company and the Reach Out Party. Let's have a conversation. Can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear. How about you? Love it. Yes. Um, off the bat, I'm trying for the first time because it gets sweltering if I do these conversations and I don't have the AC come on at all. It's on <laughs> energy saver, um, but when it kicks in, um, yeah, if it's distracting, let me know. I'm sure it'll be fine. Well, I'm just curious like how, how much it picks up over the mic. and Yeah. I was talking to somebody the other day and they had theirs on and I couldn't hear it at all on my end. So I'm just curious, you know, 
It's okay. an experiment. Oh yeah. <laughs> so how are you? Uh, I'm actually really, I'm good today. I had a, had a nice weekend. Um, I'm feeling good. How are you? Good. Where are you at in the world right now? I'm in South Florida, quarantining with my family. Nice. Mm -hmm. And you're going to stay down there for a little while? What's the... I'm here until the end of July, and then I'm actually moving to Denver for a couple months. Right. I remember the move was somewhere. Okay. And what's in Denver? Well, uh, Denver's just a place that I love very much. I went to college in Colorado, and... um, when I remember leaving college, I thought I, you know, Denver could be a place where I could sort of see myself. And um, I never expected that it would be now or this soon at all. But, you know, now that there's nothing really for me in New York right now, I figure I might as well go try it out for a couple months. Nice. So the end of July, beginning of August, the move happens. Um, And what are you going to be doing there what's the plan the plan is to get into some nature um but yeah what's i i'm finding myself in a pretty cool situation right now where i'm doing really purposeful work that i that i love that gives me a sense of purpose and um i can do it from anywhere so i'll be working and i'll be enjoying a new environment nice nice well congratulations on that and of course the work that you're doing has to do with i don't always have this but i was like oh i have this actually right here (laughs) um like because i actually um never had a new york library membership or i did but what happened when I first moved to New York is I went to the library, um, the one with the lions, like the big one in Manhattan, the Ghostbusters library. And I went through this whole process of getting a library card. And I think I didn't have like my New York ID yet or anything like that. Um, so it was a whole ordeal. Things were a lot less, um, things were a lot more old school a decade ago. Um, when I moved here. So like, yeah, things, yeah, there was just like a lot of old school, not tech savvy things back then. So things were just harder. Anyway, I go through the whole process and then I go and I'm like, all right, I'm going to check out some books. And they're like, yeah, this isn't the library where you do that. <laughs> and I was not familiar. That's like what I know of libraries. <laughs> um, so I finally joined recently because of like the book club and other things um, cause I love the Kindle world too, but that adds up after a while. So I joined the Br- Brooklyn public library. Um, and then I had a bunch of books out that I had for various reasons. But then when the pandemic happened, um, they extended the deadline for the due date for all of the books that you had out. Um, so yeah, so I still have reach out. Can't remember if I finished that one. And I also have the person you mean to be, which of course we're, so good gonna be discussing with jen waldman and that crew um but we're here to talk to you again we kind of did part one um a few months ago and then we held that conversation because you were going to launch some things but then i believe what happened is you were already in contact with molly beck a little bit before um and you were you had a pretty clear idea of what you were going to do, but in the process of, I think the pandemic probably even added to it, but even before that, you kind of reconfigured some things. And now you have Valance and Co? <laughs> Valence. Valence and Co. Okay. So there we go. So Valence and Co. Let's, let's start there and then we'll talk about reach outs and yeah. Okay. Um, I love it. Yes. Yeah. I remember, I mean, our conversation was not that long ago, but it's crazy how much has changed in the world. Um, and, and obviously in, in the projects that, 
that I am currently working on now, which I never would have predicted when we first talked. So that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, so Valence and Co. Valence uh, comes from, so the word Valence actually is, it is an electron and it is the, the valence or the valency of something is it's combining power. So it's combining power with another electron. So it's essentially like what happens when two electrons combine and they connect and then they create something new, which, um, which is what I, I personally am all about, which is what I love and which is the work that I'm doing with Molly and, and also in, in other aspects of my my life under the valence umbrella so essentially what we are doing is helping people to leverage their valency so that they can you know combine their own ideas with other people's ideas and create something new so it's really all about um, communicating and connecting collaborating with people and we do that through many many different ways and one of those ways being the reach out party mm-hmm. which um you were at the very first rendition of which is pretty cool nice um and you have another one they'll be you'll be launching the how often do you do these as of now i know that that could change um but as of now how often do you take on a new court cohort yes so we're we're currently about to actually we're we're kicking off as we record this, we're kicking off cohort three today, which is so thrilling. We have a stellar, stellar group of, of humans in there. And um, we typically run reach out parties about every six weeks. So they run for 27 days, which is over the course of five weeks. And, and they run, you know, on the weekdays. Mm-hmm. And there's like a week uh, pause in between and then we kick off again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so why don't you explain what a reach out party is to people who have not read Molly books, Molly Beck's book um, or have not participated in, in one of them before. So a lot of people ask me, do I have to have read the book to come, which is, which the, and the simple answer is hell no. Um, please, even I think it's it's cool when people have no idea what they're in for. We had um, one of the people in our cohort who's actually returning. His name is Alex, and he literally signed up like super last minute on a whim. Had no idea what he was really expecting, and was totally changed and blown away by it. But essentially. Reach Out is a book that Molly Beck wrote to help people expand their network. It's like on on the very basic level, it is a networking book. And it's all about, you know, a technique and a strategy for how to expand your network so that you can skyrocket your career. And Molly comes from the worlds of um, business. She's an entrepreneur herself and she is in finance and marketing. And so when I read the book as an artist, I, you know, not a lot of the things in the book actually related to my own professional career. So what I did was just sort of like take out the things that weren't working for me. And then I just plugged in my own language and my own ideas. And what was created out of it was this sort of the valency, if you will, that was created out of it was just like something totally new. And something I really, really wanted when I was building this was to collaborate with Molly herself because our ideas together seemingly are not the same at all. But, you know, what we have created is something truly unique. So Molly and I run these reach out parties together. And really what it is, is like, it's like a book come to life. Mm -hmm. Um, It's the idea that we we meet up uh, at the very first meeting. We, We meet for an hour and a half. And then we do this kickoff party where we essentially talk everybody through what is a reach out, how do you send an effective reach out and what is the strategy for expanding your network and your community 
And then we literally meet every single weekday for 27 days following that. And it is, it is just a breath of fresh air. It is actually, you could be surprised how close you get with a group of humans, even though what we're doing, we're actually doing on Zoom every day is reaching out together. So I only speak for probably about four minutes in the beginning. And then we all go on mute. Everybody sends a reach out. And then I speak a little bit, two minutes at the end. And then I say, see you tomorrow. And we all leave. But it's, you know, it's pretty amazing to show up for yourselves and for others every day Mm -hmm. on Zoom with the same group of people. And what I, what I realized over the past two now full, full six weeks is that yes, you're showing up for yourself. Uh, and yes, you're showing up for others, for the people that you're reaching out to. But what's really amazing is that you're, you're actually showing up for the group itself. And there's something to be said about the community that you're building inside of the reach out party. It's an incredibly supportive group and people, you know, for example, you might be having like a quote unquote bad week because you are, let's say sending, you sent a couple reach outs and no one responded yet. So you're feeling a little defeated and, you know, everybody who, who commits to reaching out for 27 days will go through this sort of dip. Um, but you know, you never know what's happening to anyone else in Mm -hmm. so I remember one day, uh, last month we had shown up and it was just like one of those one of those days where the energy was low we were tired and um we're on mute and all of a sudden caroline i see her just like freaking out over her on on her side of the computer and we're all on mute so i typed over to her and i was like are you are you good like what's going on with you and she said she came off mute she was like oh my god i just got a job from a reach out um, I'm going to Paris. I'm going to be an au pair in Paris. And that was through a, uh, reaching out to a friend of a friend. And it was just so exciting to know that like, I personally was feeling kind of down, wasn't sure, you know, who I was going to reach out to that day. And then to see Caroline, you know, just have such an incredible win. It's very, very special. Nice. Um, one thing that jumps out to me off the bat and what I found fascinating about this concept, um, and kind of spoke to me is in the same way, um, I I was speaking with a friend yesterday who is in marketing and she's kind of, she actually works with organizations that I like, um, the public theater being one of them. Um, and basically she, we were talking and I asked her if she'd heard of Seth Godin and she said, no. And I was like, Oh, if you're somebody who doesn't like marketing, please like listen to Seth Godin because he speaks to a different model of marketing. Um, and his message to me, if like what he defines as marketing does speak to me. And I think, can speak to people within marketing and speak to anybody else who want to promote an idea or something like that. Um, With reach out, how you were saying like, it's about expanding your network. When I moved to New York, I hated networking because I didn't know what to do. Um, But I don't know what happened in, I mean, I, you know, how much time do you have? Um, I know it happened, but I don't know. I'm, I'm very grateful that for some reason, like three years ago or four years ago, just over time, I started to really value community. And so for me, the last three years, I've really been kind of approaching everything from like a community building mindset, which is networking ultimately. Um, but it's a... Yeah, it's like a reframing of networking. Like it's, and you talked about this in the reach out party. It's like, it's not networking going in just what can I get out of this person, but kind of approaching with like, what can I contribute 
to this community or by building this connection with this person? Yes. What valency can we create? Yes. Oh, I'm so glad you said this too, because I remember, I very much remember when right before I did the reach out party, the very, the first iteration of it in, in December, when it was just literally meant to be like a party to celebrate community, I had a real problem with the, even saying the word network or networking. I was just like doing everything I could to convince myself and, and others that no, 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 it's not what you think. It's not networking. It's community building. It's showing up to give. It's, collaborating with people it's viewing yourself in collaboration with others that you admire um but i think over over the time since we've spoken even i've really redefined what networking is Mm -hmm. and feel i feel really excited about about the new ideas of networking so instead of saying like oh no it's not it's actually not networking you know, just redefining our beliefs of like right. what actually is networking and what are the possibilities of building a network. A network mm. is is a beautiful thing. And what's so great about the visual that I get when I when I think about network is that it's all interconnected. Like I can yeah. see the web of dots all connected. And that and so I've I've just so grown to to actually love what networking can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that reframing also, like thinking about if I run into somebody who reminds me of like myself, you know, 12 years ago, moving to New York, looking like trying to figure it out um, that I actually could help this person simply by pulling them into the different communities that are a part of my network. Mm, Yes. And I, you know, I think there's also something to be said for um, raw goddess has this quote, but she, she says a belief is only what we think is true. Mm -hmm. A belief is what we say is true. So I think that there's, especially in, you know, our shared community, Alec, of, of Jen Waldman Studios and of, of just like the artist community at large, mm-hmm. I think there is a lot of shame when it comes to asking. Um, I think there's a lot of shame and just uncomfortable feelings when it comes to those words networking because are we're brought up in a system that encourages that says that like networking is what you do to get yourself ahead and it's like slimy and gross and and fake and i think that it's really important as artists for us to to debunk a lot of things in mm-hmm. our, but but specifically here to to just believe to just think that you know a belief is only what we what we think and say is true so yeah to to ev- to to know that the the even the word networking is evolving in this community just makes me so happy yeah yeah um there's also the thing of like you are the product or the sum of the five people you spend the most time with like for me i love singing and I love acting. Um, I don't necessarily consider myself a musical theater actor, even though that is where I've probably done most of my work, like especially most of my like professional work. Um, Like that's how I got my union. Like it's like definitely is, but it's not necessarily the the main thing that I want to do as an artist. Um, But the reason I stay taking classes at Jen Waldman's studio is, I mean, she's amazing and all of the students are like, it's, I want to stay in that community because I feel like it's an engaging, challenging community. And yes, just like when you see somebody in your reach out party, um, have like a small victory, um, 
that inspires me to like keep going and keep growing, you know? And, you know, I think there's, there's something pretty spectacular about what has happened, uh, how the reach out party has evolved over the past few months, because when we started, I, you know, it was, it was late March and there were a lot of people that were very lost in the beginnings of what is COVID. And, um, I felt very much like I was in the seat of the expert. I was the person who had, who had done this thing and I was going to show others how to do it too. And, you know, it felt, it felt very, I felt very much like a leader in, in a different way than I do now, because now, you know, everyone who is, who's in the party knows what they're doing. And um, we have people that have come back for each cohort. And, you know, a lot of people are going to hit 100 in this next, in this next group, in this next month, which is outstanding to me. And I, it just makes me, you know, think about all the things that they have discovered that I have no idea about. And something that I love about the practice of, the practice of anything really, but the practice of communicating in like a genuine way is that it is different for everyone. And there's no way that I can be the expert anymore because people have discovered, you know, what works for them and what doesn't. And people have just like gone off on their own journeys and What's pretty amazing to me now is that the the way that I am leading the reach out party is just way more about holding space and letting people take their own ideas and run. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, so beyond the reach out party, what's like what's kind of in store with Valence and Co. Mm. Oh, such a juicy question. Makes me so excited. Okay, so so Valence, like I said, is all about the combination of ideas, which is where all ideas come from anyway. But um, my, I found such a great passion in, in facilitating and leading workshops and Zoom rooms and, you know, just getting a bunch of people together over shared and varied ideas. So what's next for Valence is really about building up this idea of bringing people together over connection. So I, I absolutely love being a part of Jen's team and, and at Jen's studio. So I really enjoy teaching workshops on, on her platform and, um, I am really thrilled about being able to create some new content and some coursework over combination ideas. So I just did a light bulb week class at JWS called Your Creative Brain, which is essentially, which is something I want to keep and continue building out, but it's an interactive workshop essentially on the intersection between science and art. So I'm really interested in in holding space for more interse- intersections, more uh-huh. that seemingly, you know, don't go together, that when you put them together, you can create something new. So, so that's really the direction I'm heading. I'm really excited about. Nice. Yeah, I did. I took last week off was like the first week off. Um, and so that was good. Um, yeah. Just because I knew, like, even with like the online classes, I'm always signed up for everything and I can't show up for everything. Um, also because I'm still active in other communities as well and other things. Um, but yeah, but I was, that was like a game time decision. Like, am I going to do, but I, (laughs) I needed the time. I needed like the space to process. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so for you, cause this is, 
even like me and this podcast, there have been times um, where like when I started the podcast was around the same time I was like getting, deciding to get serious about acting again, like after taking time off and like doing other things. Um, and, and so then I have a band too. So kind of, I have these different things and I knew I had to start the podcast. I didn't have a defined why at the time. And I didn't really know what that was. Like I, I, I had it in my heart and I, you know, like the purpose driven work, but I didn't have that framework. Um, so when I met Jen and did shift, like it was kind of like just a lot of things started to connect. But my thought before was that some of the things that I've taken on for myself would fall off at a certain point. Um, but instead like they've all kind of stayed there and I'm finally like now just embracing that. Like, I think my lane is I'm really am like a multi hyphenate. So there are different things that I'm going to do. But at one point I thought the podcast was just too much and I fell off. And so anybody listening who knows that, thank you for still listening and stuff. But um, the thing that kept me going was actually reach outs. Sometimes just some person I didn't know reaching out to me or like me hearing about, you know, like, so it's like, sometimes I think you don't know, you don't know your own impact sometimes. Like you never do, I think. No, never. Like I think it's always, your impact always is bigger than you think it is. Even if you don't see the quote unquote results or rewards right away. Um, But my question about that is like for you as an artist, um, yeah, where where are you feeling your focus right now? And I don't even know why I'm <laughs> making that like a binary question when, but yeah, but yeah, where do you think for you and how these different things intersect, where does art and like being a performer intersect with all of this for you and like your pursuit? You know what I mean? Because you, you found this important work yeah yeah just kind of how are things then i love this question um here's here's what i have to say about focus i believe that anything worth doing is is going to have moments of deep focus and also moments of like extreme avoidance (laughs) yeah um and so I, I actually think that's really cool that you took time off from the podcast because that probably means that it's worth doing, especially now that you're back doing it. So, um, you know, it's all about paying attention to things that are actually too much on your plate that, you know what, maybe I shouldn't have committed to this and things that you're, that you're avoiding because it's, it's hard to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have been very cognizant of what work feels hard and what we what, excuse me, what work feels like a heavy lift. Uh-huh. I think those two are very different things. For example, getting the reach out party up in its for, like in March when I, you know, told people that it was happening that was hard because Mm. it was the first time outside of my small community that I was saying hey I'm doing this thing and you should do it too and that's you know that was like a difficult thing for me to do because it was emotionally it was hard it's hard to put yourself out there especially for the first time um but it was not a heavy lift. It was the easiest thing um, that I could do. And I I think that like almost like a a matrix, when I imagine a matrix in my head of like, what's something that is like difficult, easy, and then 
heavy lift and I guess easy would be under that same category. But if something's, if something's really, really easy to do, but it's, but it's difficult, I, it's probably not worth doing. Mm-hmm. And same token, if something is a really heavy lift and it's difficult, like why spend time and energy there and focus there? Um, but I just like have been really paying attention to the sweet spot, which I think is, is also just going back to your, your question of, of where, where does my work as a performer tie into this? Like being a performer is all about finding the balance and finding that sweet spot of like doing what you love and also being able to have free time and take class and also probably have to supplement with other work. And it's all about balance. Um, but something that I, that I have been paying attention to, even since I, I started reaching out, which is almost a year ago, I, um, you know, I look for, I look for the sweet spot and I feel so incredibly lucky to, to be, an adult in this, in this time right now to be able to have lived in pre COVID reality, to have been able to be a performer during that time, as hard as it was to like, I was a person who got up at 4am so I could stand in the cold outside for three hours. Like that was me. And I actually feel lucky to have had that experience. And to have evolved into what I'm doing now and then to see what happens on the other side. And right now, this is, it brings me so much joy, almost more joy than being on stage, being able to share these ideas with people and being able to have other people experience wins and celebrations and watch them navigate through their own hard parts. It's it's outstanding. It's better. It's better than I could have imagined it. And um, yeah, I just, I think that my definition of success is to follow and build on my obsessions. And so wherever that, I think that that's also like what being an artist really Mm -hmm. out. So if I can continue to do that, then I will always be an artist, whether or I'm like singing on stage or whether I am hosting a reach out party. I feel so much like an artist when I do this work. Yeah, um, I kind of feel, have come to think of like acting specifically, like I try to approach it and I wasn't always like this. Like there have been times where I've been a lazy actor and relied on quote unquote talent and you know i'm not proud of that necessarily and some you know sometimes i do think there are roles that sometimes come along like where you where it just isn't as hard like sometimes in a good way where it just kind of naturally you engage with it and you have all of this energy and it's like effortless like you know what i mean still work um but there are other times where i know I was a lazy actor. Um, I'm not proud of that now, but the way I kind of approach it now is I approach acting kind of like with like an athlete, with an athlete mindset. Mm. And so the thing with that is like, I believe I'll be a better actor, like the better human I am. And so that literally means training like physically and mentally um, just to be in like good shape so that I can literally perform at a better level. Um, And yeah, for me, similar to like what you're talking about, I feel having these conversations with people in and of itself, like there's other things that are cool that can happen with the podcast, but in and of itself, sitting down and talking to people about, this process exchanging ideas inspires me and makes me a better artist you know yes absolutely and and 
yes, in the broader sense, it makes us better artists, but on the on the very basic, like minute levels also, doing this probably makes you a better speaker and question asker and editor. I mean, I don't know. Like it's what I love about same goes for the reach out practice. You know, the reach out practice makes me feel like I am an artist, but also I'm a better writer. I, I am able to think quickly and speak quickly and feel like I'm using my authentic voice. I'm not questioning the things that I'm saying anymore. It happens. It happens just like that. And, you know, that is because when you do something every single day, the results are actually quantifiable or even not every single day. When you do something long enough, it is, you are able to look at the results and say, okay, that makes that makes complete sense. So what we're practicing is really just the ideas of how can you get 1% better at this thing every day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And speaking on that, I know that you are also an advocate of meditating and daily yep. meditation. Yep. Yes, I am. One of my, um, one of my jobs in New York City was working at a meditation studio and I, oh my God, I miss it so much. But yes, I meditate every day and same, same is true. I, I remember when I first started, I was like, okay, if I do this for long enough, I will probably get better at it because I had the same mindset that everyone does when they first start meditating, which is I can't meditate or I'm bad at meditating. And um, I've been doing it now for probably six years and not to say that I haven't fallen off or come back, but again, it's like that focus. And I recognize, I believe that it is something worth doing. So whether or not I don't do it for a couple of days and then I come back to it, I know that, that it's, it's almost like a, a rock to me. I can always come back to that. And I think the same is true for the way that we're connecting with other humans. Nice. Um, these reach out parties, are they like capped at a certain number? Yes. That's so funny that you asked that because I was just talking with Molly about it because uh, the first reach out party was was rather large. We were doing a, a beta version. So it was a significant um, less amount of money than it is now. And so they, so we had a, a really large one. And then the second one was way more intimate and it was actually quite amazing. So they are capped. The returners are capped at 20 people. So if you want to, if you, if you're in one of the cohorts and you want to come back, there's a, only a, a 20 people allowed in there. And then um, for newbies, uh, we like to cap it at 40. So mm. yeah. Nice. It's, there's two sessions a day. So you can come to whichever one fits in your schedule. So we, we usually have about like 25-ish people in the morning session and then about 15, 25 in the evening. And it's really, really nice. Super intimate. Nice. Yeah. Nice, nice. Dying to get you in there, Alec. Yeah, I'll I'll be in there soon. Um, I almost signed up for this one. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to be careful with not overcommitting. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think that you know the the everyday thing kind of scares people. And it would, it would scare me too. But uh, what's cool about it is that as far as screen time goes, it's not like a super heavy lift. It's, it's four minutes of talking and then everyone goes on mute and you just like do your thing in a co-working space. So what's great is that like you come when you can, you don't come when you can't and um, none of it's cumulative. So every day is brand new. And um, what's cool is that, you know, I think Andre said this, who is also coming back for the third time. Love him. But uh, he was saying like, it's easy for me to commit to 27 minutes in 24 hours. Like I try, I try and tell myself that it is not because it feels like, oh, I have to do this thing every single day, Monday through Friday. But 
when you actually break it down, he was like, you know what? That is something that I can show up for. And oh my God, is there so much being offered, so many amazing things being offered online these days. Um, but one of the cool things about the reach out party is that it's not cumulative and it's really more like a co-working space in the morning where you just get to show up, send a reach out with other people, and then we see you the next day. Mm-hmm. This one's closed, right? This, this one actually has three slots left. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to have to mull on this. Um, also because I'm just, I've been in the beginning of COVID. I was really good about, I was building like a daily, like a morning routine. I was meditating regularly. Mm. Um, I was building the consistent practices that I want to, um, this has been a tricky time and like even Jen has spoken to like that she hasn't necessarily been following the same morning routine as she does during different times where we have this space. So I do think there's something about, there's a balance between trying to build these practices while I have this opportunity of this amount of time. Um, and the big one to balance for me and for anybody listening, I think it's really important to not beat yourself up either because that's not productive also. Yeah. And I think what's it's funny you say this because I was just talking to someone from cohort two who I was, we were talking about where, like, where are you stuck in your reach out practice? Cause that's essentially if you come back for the next cohort, as a party crasher, you, we essentially have a separate call. That's all about like how we can refocus our reach out practice and, and, and actually send the reach outs that we've been avoiding Uh days because we all are, Oh my God, I am too. Um, but he was beating himself up a little bit because he was like, you know, I had all these goals at the, like right before COVID and now I don't know what to do with them. And I have them sitting on a list and like, they don't really apply anymore. And I was sort of like, well, yeah, of course they don't apply anymore because first of all, the world looks way different than anyone could have ever predicted. And I think it's like, if your goals aren't changing, at least every month or two, then I don't actually think that that is super beneficial. Like, I think it's really great when your short-term goals are constantly in flux and changing because it means that you are, are changing and growing. And the same goes for morning routines or whatever it is that we have set in stone that we, that we have come to believe this practice is good for me. Of course, they, they have changed because mm-hmm. months have gone by and, and you have changed. So I actually think that's a really, really great thing. And it, it's a thing to, to be curious about instead of, you're right, instead of beating yourself up about it. Yeah. Um, so, and, but, and um, if I were to do the morning session and commit to that, that would be an, also an opportunity for me to, even just head, you know, the app Headspace Yeah. during COVID, they gave away year long, like memberships for free. Wow. Um, so I took advantage of that. And that one's pretty cool because they have, of course, longer meditations, but they have really short meditations. And like you said, like even doing a few minutes, if you can do that on a daily basis, like will provide great benefit over the time. And for me, I found, I find when I'm doing it more regularly, I naturally then want a longer meditation session. Right. So like, yeah, that cumulative, the growth kind of happens without you forcing it. Right. I mean, even if you committed to like literally five minutes a day, even Mm -hmm. if that was three minutes in the morning and two minutes at night of meditation, you did that for 20 days, you would have meditated for a hundred minutes. Yeah. Like that's amazing. Mm -hmm. And it does add up. And I believe that 
Um, I mean, there's so much science behind, behind meditative practices. I'm a big fan of transcendental meditation, but you know, I, I think that, that every, every solid thing in life has a cumulative effect. And so I believe that way with, with reach outs and I love sending mine in the mornings, but a lot of people come to the evening session. We have some Australians in the evening session too. So they, it's actually the next morning for them. Ah. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a cool group of people. And I think what I love most about it is that because Molly and I are, are sort of intersecting together, there's a, a really awesome group of artists, but there's also like some recruiters and marketers and we've had an orthodontist and like, you know, there's just a, a really awesome group of, of people that are writers and mothers and like everyone just comes here for the same purpose, but goes to their day jobs and, and does a million different things. So I think mm -hmm. it's, it's such a cool, it's such a cool evolution to, to watch, to watch these people. And well, you would be, you'd be such a good fit, but you're, you're selling me pretty well on it. myself. It's just it's so <laughs> much fun. <laughs> Um, just makes me think, do you listen to Stevie Wonder at all? Oh my God. Are you kidding? Hell yeah. Do you know the song Jesus children of America? Yeah. Cause he has a transcendental, transcendental meditation leads to inner elevation. I, transcendental meditation gives you peace of mind. That's I, like, it's been so long since I've heard that song. I gotta re-listen to That's that. one of my favorite songs. Like, I'm not super religious um, these days, um, but so it's not, but it's not even about that. Like, so Jesus children of America, it's just a deep song. Like it, like the, what it's talking about. Cause it says like, you better tell your story. Yep. Oh um, uh, yeah. You know, I, did you ever, there's a show on Apple TV right now. It just got released a little while ago. It's called Dear dot dot dot. You got no. it. It has an episode, but it's essentially like, I think it's like six episodes where it's all about, it's a show on reaching out. I'm not kidding you. It's amazing. But they have people that have written letters to Lin-Manuel Miranda and Oprah and Stevie Wonder and Spike Lee. Um, and it's essentially each episode is focused on one of those people and about how these letters have influenced their life. It's, huh. oh, it's so good. You got to watch it. It's great. Nice. That's mm -hmm. a good wreck. Um, it also occurred to me a second ago because we talked about this before and because I know things that people listening might not know. Um, I remember there was, I feel like you had a name for it, but kind of in your reach out experience before, and I'm sure this is even, of course, deepened since then, but that there've been like magical moments. I can't remember if you had a specific defined term for this, but like, are there for you, just for people listening, um, and it could be yours combined with other people, but kind of a magic moment highlight reel or like a story that kind of Oh my God. Or a story that kind of embodies what this, uh, I'll share one with you, which I shared on the email, um, which I think this will be out in a few weeks, but that, which is super exciting for me, which is um, like, so this podcast I created to kind of uplift my own artistic community and stuff like that. And to be able to like talk with other artists at all different levels. Like it's not about, I'm not looking to talk to like only people who've achieved X, Y, and Z. Cause I think genius comes at all stages. Brilliance can come from anywhere. So it's really about talking to everybody and yeah. sharing things that hopefully like inspire others. Right. Um, but then like, yeah, also like personally, I felt, an intuition that it would be a way to reach out to people indirectly. Um, and I wanted to focus 
I have a belief that like, if you focus on your own community and building up like what's around you, that's how you actually get, that's how you actually succeed on a bigger level. And so the magical thing just happened on Friday, which is like the public theater reached out to me about facilitating a conversation with the director um, of Richard II um, coming up their radio play that they're doing. And that's like, that theater is my dream theater to work at. And this by no means means that I'm going to work there. Um, like it just, it's just like a, but it is, I'll have like a deeper relationship with people and be able to meet these people. Um, and a week ago, or a couple of weeks ago was just sort of like, yeah, okay, you should keep doing the podcast. So it's like, you know, they heard about not knowing how, like what things mean that you put out there. Like literally because I put podcasts out before, even if I'm not happy with where I haven't shown up, like the work that I did put in didn't go nowhere. Like it went somewhere and like some of the very people who I'm interested in engaging with as an artist, you know, now I get to engage with because of that podcast. So yes, kind of a, like, I think it's kind of a reach out story yeah. in a way, right? That's a great story. Yeah. And what you just said gave me such a great aha moment too, because it's like, you know, as artists, I see a lot of work that's being made that's like we don't know where it's going mm -hmm. that's like oftentimes what happens in any career is that you you just like keep making things and you keep outputting and you don't really know what the impact is or, or where it is going to go and to hear you say that like that work actually that actually went somewhere and that is the the biggest takeaway about developing a, a practice of connection mm -hmm. is that you are getting super specific about where your work, where your words, where your voice is going. And that is something that I think we could just never do enough of. And so I will, I have to share, I have to share two reach out stories, neither of which are mine because I just love the stories that have happened within the reach out party. And I think that to give voice to those people are just, it's just more important. But, um, and if anyone comes to take the reach out party, you're going to hear my stories. So um, the first one belongs to Amanda, who is, who was in the cohort too, who's also coming back as a party crasher. And um, she essentially entered into the reach out party wanting a new job. And she, one of her first reach outs to, was to a CEO of this company that she thought she really, really wanted to work at. And she sent the thread to me. It's, it's pretty amazing, but it's the, her, the CEO of this company got back to her pretty immediately and he set up an interview with her and as a gift, which we'll talk more about, but um, if you take the party, but every reach <laughs> every reach out must contain a gift. So for her gift, she, she sent a resource to him and gave some, some advice from, you know, that someone had given her really personal gift. And he shared it with the entire staff and told her that, you know, he told everyone else about it. They set up this interview. And the best part is that the interview didn't go that well. And she, she said to Molly and I, she was like, you know, I am not sure I actually got what I wanted, but I definitely got what I needed. And what I needed was, was not this job. What I needed was the belief. Here we go about beliefs again. What I needed was the belief that I could get a job in a time of crisis if I get creative. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh my God. That's so, so amazing because it is true that, that like, what is the belief that drives the action? 
That's the whole idea. So like if you can have the belief that, yeah, I can get a job if I get creative, then the action is going to just keep putting out creativity, which I think is so brilliant. And she is like still, she's coming back and keep outputting, keeping to output creativity. And it's really, it's so inspiring. And I just love, I love that because I think that's even more important than like what it is that we're getting from someone Yeah. Else. Mm-hmm. And then, um, oh man, this other story is so great. So Christina, Christina Pena, mm-hmm. she's a JWSer. Um, but we actually she- just became Facebook friends today. Like we'd been, you know how it's funny. Like you, yeah. And I was like, oh, I didn't know we weren't already friends. But yeah, anyway. Yes, yeah, I I love her so much. Uh, she's amazing. So essentially, she reached out to um, a a borrowed connection, which is the the friend of a friend reach out, but she reached out to her her mom's old friend because her mom had always told her this story of of um you know this guy who went on who took who quit his job and then he went on a hundred lunches to see what he wanted to do next. And Christina was like, that's so cool. I would love to find out what he learned from that. So finally, after like five years, um, she had been meaning to reach out. You know, we all have that running list of like, who have I meaning reaching out to? Um, So she finally reached out to him during the party and he got back to her with the most amazing response. Uh, She essentially was just like, I'm doing this reach out practice where I'm reaching out every day and I'm, I'm going to make it to a hundred. And I, I would just want to know, like, what is you, what did you learn from this? Um, what did you take away and, and what advice would you have? Um, and he said to her, I'm reading it. I have it up right here. He said, what would I offer you on this project? Sometimes the person on the other side is there to give something to you. And sometimes you are there to give something, something to that person be open, be present, be yourself. The rest will take care of itself. Then he says, hope that helps. Best wishes. Drop me a line and let me know how it goes, which is so brilliant in so many ways, because that is just incredible advice to say, to remember, sometimes I'm there to give someone something to someone else. And sometimes they're there to give something to me. Um, But also to, to think that like, you know, he literally said, let me know how it goes. And now Christina's on the hook to keep following up. And now like, you never know what's going to happen with that connection. So I just think that those, those two stories just really encompass the, the spirit behind the reach out party, which is that you never know until you show up. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Nice. Um, And where's the best place for people to follow you? Um, yeah. Where's, where should people find you? So uh, my website is www.valenceandco.com. And my, I'm on Instagram as Carly Valancey and also Valence and Co has its own Instagram. So you can follow us there and we'll let you know about upcoming events and details. And oh, something I also, that's also really important to remember is that every three months we do a free event called Reach Out for Justice. And we partner with an organization. Last time we did it, it was with um, Broadway for Racial Justice. And we essentially compose templates and we all get together and reach out. And you know, last month we did Reach Out for Justice, Black Lives Matter. We reached out to government officials, local government officials, to theaters, to you know, on behalf of Brianna Taylor. And it's just like a really amazing environment where we can all show up for justice, for the change we wish to seek in the world. So if you're following us on Instagram, you'll see details for that. And that's a, a free event. The next one is going to be August 2nd. Nice. Um, and uh, yeah, one daily practice. Sometimes I have my coffee before but a lot of times these days, you know, I have some warm water, I have some lemon and a little bit of salt in there first thing when I wake up in the morning. And that's thanks to you. So <laughs> I love it. Uh, are there any other things you want to talk about today or any? 
I think that I'd just love to share a quote today. I read this in an interview with Will Arbery, who is a playwright. One of my one of my favorite reach out stories, actually. But um, he interviewed another playwright and asked her the question, what would you say to your younger self, the one without any connections in theater, the one without a Playwrights Horizons commission, if your younger self were confronting or considering a future as an artist during this time of tremendous uncertainty? And she says back, which is amazing, which, oh my God, did you hear that? Crazy thunder in Florida, right? Um, She said back, reach out. Reach out to your friends who are doing this too. Value them, nurture them, nurture yourself with them. Don't do this alone. We're not meant to do this alone. I made that mistake for so, so long. I didn't know we were supposed to create in community, not just create, dream. We're supposed to dream in community. Inspiration is contagious. So I love that quote and I 100% agree that we're not meant to do any of this alone. And it's just so much better when we can do it together. I love it. Love it. Agree with it. Um, yeah, you'll probably be hearing from me later on today also. Um, you won't regret it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, well, yeah, I think that's a great place to to pause it, you know. Probably want to have you back at some point in the future, hear okay. how things have grown. Um, I'm super grateful that you're part of my community. Uh, love the work you're doing. Love your energy. I absolutely, I got so much out of your, your book club last month. And I, I just love, you know, hearing your perspective and your thoughts and can't wait to hear more. Cool. Well, likewise. And yeah, hopefully (laughs) you'll hear from me later on. All right. (laughs) Okay. Cool. Have a good one. Thank you. You too. Thanks for doing this. Thank you. So that was my conversation with Carly Valancey talking about the reach out party with Valence and co. Um, And yeah, I did end up signing up for it. So I am currently in week three of this cohort of the reach out party and I don't regret it. So I highly recommend checking it out. I also recommend if there's some class or something that you're thinking about studying or investigating, going for it. What do you have to lose? Now's the best time. So check it out. The links are in the show notes for this episode, as they are always. Um, You can also find them on BushwickVarietyShow.com. And I will be here again on Thursday. If you enjoy these episodes, if you enjoy this podcast, please share rate, review, spread the word. Um, And also, you know, let me know. I like hearing from people. So hope you're doing well. Do your thing. Um, And if you're doing something interesting or have something to share, uh, that's what I'm here for. So let me know. I look forward to seeing what you do. Take care. Peace. Peace.